Let me say that again. I believe God has got something for you today. And if you'll receive today, God will work in your life. Amen. 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 Again, it's a privilege and honor to be with you. I'm thankful and grateful that Pastor Drew and Sister Shelley called me and asked me to come. It's been a little over a year now uh, since we've been here. That's kind of crazy. Uh, but God's been good. Amen. Uh, my wife and I, we work uh, in substance abuse uh, help people through substance abuse. We believe that everybody's a soul. Y'all quiet. And everybody needs Jesus. Can you say amen? And we believe in reaching as many people as we can. I was telling uh, them last night that we was, our ministry and our jobs kind of run together because <laughs> we help people during the week with substance abuse, alcohol abuse. And then we go from church to church, church to church, place to place, ministering into preaching the word and singing and reaching for the loss. And I mean, you know, that's the most important thing ever. So uh, that's why. How many is in here saved in the house? Amen. Guess what? We have a responsibility. Our responsibility once you get saved is not just to come to church. Man, I got two or three right there. Amen. It's not just to come to church. Your responsibility is to see souls saved. God's called us all to be soul winners, and so that's what we're called to be. And you say, Brother Earl, that's pastor's job. Well, no, it's not all his job. That's all of our job. He didn't eliminate nobody. He just said this, all of you go into the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. So all of us have a duty to see souls saved. How many like to see our church grow? Man, you know what happens? One soul at a time. Now, that's not my notes this morning, but stick with me this morning. I put that in. We'll take up another offering after a while. Amen. Turn with me to Acts chapter 26. I was going to read through the whole shooting shebang, but I think what I'm going to do is come down here to um, verse 12 this morning. And we're going to read on down. Acts chapter 26, verse number 12. Now, I'm getting older, and I have to look at the page a little different these days. Amen. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and had commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw the way a light from heaven and above the brightness and the sun shining around about me and them that which journeyed with me. And when they were all fallen to the, to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why have you persecuted me? It is hard for you to fight against me. Pretty much is what he's saying there. Paraphrase a little bit. And I said unto thee, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. But arise and stand up and go to thy feet, and, and I will appear, for, appear unto thee. For this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of those things which I have done and have seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, De delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I will send thee, and to open their eyes. I mean, open your eyes. We need our eyes open. And to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan of God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and the inheritance among them which were sanctified by faith. Verse number 19, whereupon King Agrippa, I was not 
disobedient unto the heaven, heaven by vision, heavenly vision, but showed the first of them in Damascus and Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles and, the, and that they should repent and turn to God and to do the work meet for, met for repentance. For this cause, for these cause, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none of the other things of those of the prophet and Moses did they they did say should come, and that Christ should suffer, that he may be the first that should be raised from the dead, and should show light to the people and to the Gentiles. And as he thus spoke for himself, Festus, the guy guarded there beside him, said unto him, basically, Paul, you've done lost your mind. I mean, he's ever heard that before. And both, and he, but he said, I'm not mad, most, most noble Festus, but speaking forth the words of truth and soberness. He's just telling his testimony, Paul is in this passage of Scripture. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom I shall speak speak freely for I am persecuted that none of these things are hidden from him for this thing was not done in in a corner King Agrippa believe thou the prophets I know thou believeth then King Agrippa said unto Paul almost thou persuadeth me to be a Christian let me say it again Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would, have, I would to God, not only that thou, but all that heareth me this day, were both almost, altogether, such as I am, except in these bonds. Let us pray. God, I thank you and I praise you for what you've done. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Lord, that we come to your house to worship you and give you glory, honor, and praise. And I thank you, God, we can come to your house and bless you and, and worship your name because, God, you are worthy to be praised. But, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, let this word go forth to your people today. That, God, when we leave this place, we'd be changed by your words, your power, and your glory. And that, God, we would be changed by you. God, it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit today that we shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so by faith in the name of Jesus, God, we will overcome and we'll have faith, Lord, and our faith will be increased. Now, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, let my eyes be your eyes, let my ears be your ears, let my mouth be your mouth, that I may speak your oracles unto your people, Lord. Let me place upon the helmet of salvation, the sword of the shield, the breastplate of righteousness, gird up the loins about me with the feet shot with perspiration, preparation of the gospel of peace. Because I want your words to come from me and not mine. And God, I give you the glory, give you the honor and the praise. And everybody said, amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Say this with me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light in my path. And I will hide his words in my heart that I may not sin against God. Give God some praise in this house this morning. Can you do that? Come on. Give God some praise. Amen. 
God is awesome. God is amazing this morning. Amen. If it's all right with you, I'm going to go back a little old school. Is that all right? What do you mean by old school? I like old school. I like new. I like it all. If it has something to do with Jesus, I like it all. Can you say amen? But I'm going to preach a little old school this morning. Is that all right with you guys? Uh, my grandpa was a pastor. My dad was a pastor. Uh, my grandma had the bun. Y'all know what I'm talking about with the long dresses, the long skirts, the long sleeve. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's the way I was raised old time Pentecost. And I believe in God moving, God and God changing and saving. Can you say amen? But back in those days, they used to preach something, what they call Jesus, called salvation. Y'all quiet on me now. They used to preach about salvation. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How many of you know Jesus came to save you? Man, y'all quiet on me this morning. How many of you know Jesus came to save you? The whole purpose of Jesus coming to this world is to feel our infirmity, to feel our pain, to feel our emotion, but also to die, to be, to be crucified on the cross, buried in the grave, and rise up on the third day so you and I can have salvation. That's what it's really all about. Can you say amen? But in today's world, we've gotten away from preaching salvation. What we've gotten to is preaching religion, tradition, and formality to the point of where you can get to heaven any kind of way you want to. We have multiple gods. Y'all not shout with me. We have multiple gods. We can just believe whatever we want to and everything will be okay as long as you're good. My Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by him, which means that there's only one way. It's not through denomination, not through religion, it's not tradition, it's not through your pastor, it's not through anybody else but Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one who is, who was, and is to come. Come on, somebody. His name is Jesus Christ. It's the one that can save you. Man, I feel him in my house this morning. He's the one that can change you. He's the one that can redeem you. He's the one that can set you free. He's the only thing in this life could ever change you completely. His name is Jesus. Come on now. The name above every name. But we need Jesus for salvation. Why do we need Jesus for salvation? Because I'm a sinner need to be saved by his grace and by his blood. I need to be saved because I'm imperfect. I'm not, I can't follow the law. I can't do everything by the law. I can't follow the every little dot and every little T. I, I can't do it like that. Why? Because I need God and I need Jesus to live in my life. Because if I have Jesus, I have it all. My Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. And if I have faith, just a little bit of a grain of a mustard seed, I can tell the mountains to be removed and be cast in the sea. Come on, somebody. And when I ask in his name, guess what? All things will come to pass. Come on, somebody. Because Jesus is where it's at. Jesus is amazing. He's awesome. He's better than a Happy Meal. He's better than a cheeseburger. He's better than pizza. Come on, somebody. By the way, I'm tired of pizza. Amen. He's better than pizza because he's the best thing that we could ever have. But we're getting away from preaching Jesus anymore because it's too gross, too gory, gory and too, too uh, 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 nasty. We don't want to talk about those things anymore. 
The church itself is getting too comfortable within their seats to the point that they're leaving Jesus outside the door instead of allowing him to come in. Y'all not shouting with me now. Because it's too easy to do what we want to do instead of what God wants to do. Do you know Jesus become the word? He became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. Why did Jesus come with the word? Why? Because the word is true. The word is faithful. Can you say amen? And the word is what helps us get through. Can you say amen? So when you got Jesus in the word, you got everything. We need to go back to Jesus. What's his name? What's his name? Come on, what's his name? That is who we need. I like the story. Here's Paul being persecuted. Here's Paul being locked up because he's representing Jesus Christ. I had a preacher tell me one time, he said, you need to dress like a preacher. You need to look like a preacher. Come on. Well, I got news for you. I know Jesus and he looks like me. Come on, if I have Jesus, everybody will see Jesus. Can you say amen? It's not about your outward appearance, it's what's on their heart. Can you say amen? Here's Paul, he's being persecuted because he now is persecuted for Jesus Christ's sake because he had a transformation. Church, we need a transformation. What do we need? We need salvation. It doesn't matter how many times you come to church, that doesn't matter. I'm glad you're at church. Can you say amen? amen? But if you're not saved, what have you got? Ooh, y'all quiet. If you're not saved, what do you have? Well, I have formality, but I don't have Jesus. I need a relationship with Jesus. I need something that is real. Come on, somebody. Paul is telling this story of what Jesus had set him free. Paul is telling this story. I used to persecute the Christian. I used to fight against this one and fight against that one. I used to do these things, but thank God for the grace. Thank God for the mercy. And thank God for that road to Damascus. Because right there is where I found Jesus, and that's what changed my life. And that's why I'm before you today, Paul Agrippa. Come on, Agrippa, King Agrippa. Good reason why he's there is because now he's getting persecuted for the things he used to do. Come on, somebody. Now he's representing Jesus. Let me say this to you. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Boy, that's good preaching right there. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. But hear me. You're not going to get to heaven unless you know Jesus Christ personally. You've got to find him personally. You've got to ask him to be Lord of your life personally. And you have to live with him day by day, moment by moment. I have found out at the age of 13, I was 12 or 13 years old. I, I knelt down into my living room, my mom and dad's living room at the time and when I was living with them, and I knelt down, and I, and I remember this, because God spoke to me that day. He said, are you going to do what I ask you to do? Are you going to serve me? Or are you going to do what I want you to do, or what you want to do? I said, well, at first, I was like everybody else. I'm going to do what I want to do. Huh? And God spoke to me and said, okay, you go do what you want to do. I'm going to keep my presence over here, and you go on about yourself. That scared me. 
Then it hit me. I said, Lord, I'm sorry because I can't live without your presence. I can't live without your anointing. God, I can't live without you. And if you leave me, I don't know what I'm going to do because I can't do it without you. Come on. And I remember that day because that afternoon I knelt down in the couch. It was a brown couch. It had all them, you know, had that horse design. You know what I'm talking about back in them days. Somehow y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> had little beads down the arm and all that cool stuff. I knelt down and I said, Lord, if you just save me, it'd be all right. I had been in church. Come on, somebody. I knew what church was about. I had played music in church. Again, my dad and grandpa was a pastor. I knew all about church, but I didn't really know who Jesus was until that day. And when I knelt down, I said, Lord, forgive me. I don't want your presence to leave me. I don't want you to leave me. I got to have you. I got to live. Come on, somebody, because I can't do it without you. So God, save me. Right then and there is when I give my life to Jesus Christ for real. Now, I've been there a hundred million times and gone to church and knelt down at the altar because my grandpa on Sunday morning would preach salvation, Sunday night, Holy Spirit. Y'all ain't preaching with me. Y'all don't remember them days. We, my grandpa used to pastor a church called Billy Goat Ridge or they called Union Grove, Assembly of God down in South Arkansas. And it was a little bitty old church, but when we got to church, we was there all day because we lived in Camden. We go out to the church and grandma put the little tea in the little jars, you know what I'm talking about? And sit up under the pew because we'd be there all day. You know what I'm talking about? And I had been there all day most of my life. Come on. I got more whoopings at church than any other place in the world. Come on. I grew up in that kind of atmosphere, but I still didn't know who Jesus was. I never accepted him until that day. Come on, somebody. Once I accepted him, my life changed. And now I've come to the place in my life, I come way too far to turn back. Come on, somebody. Because if I can't, if I turn back now, I'll lose everything I got. Come on, somebody. That's why I made up my mind. I'm not going back. I'm not going to those places. I'm going on with God. Can you shout amen? Paul's telling this story how he got changed. But yet King Agrippa's like, Wait a minute, that's pretty cool, but you almost persuaded me. You almost made it, come on. You come close to, for me to give and receive in Jesus Christ. Can I say this, church? How long are you going to wait? Are you with me? How long are you going to wait to really give yourself to Jesus Christ? Well, I'm almost there. I got to get myself cleaned up. There's nowhere in the word where he says I got to get myself cleaned up. Hello? He says, you've almost persuaded me. What are you waiting on? How long is it going to be from church service to church service, from moment to moment, day to day? Are you going to continue to walk in the way that you're going? Come on, somebody. And not actually receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. How long is it going to be? What is it going to take for things to turn around? Well, things has gotten bad. Things has gotten hard. Things has gotten difficult. Amen. How many of you in there has been through something? Well, I got a few. Some of us say, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> How many in here been through something? How many has gone through something? How many know God's brought you through it? Come on, somebody. If you have Jesus on your side, guess what? He's better than all state. 
Come on, you're in good hands. Come on, somebody. You with me? How long are you going to continue to go from day to day, moment to moment, knowing that you can be saved, knowing you can be changed, but yet you're still almost there? Hello? What is it going to take? Well, everything's falling apart. It's not looking good. Now's the time to call on Jesus. Now's the time to say, God, here I am. Now's the time for me to surrender. Grippa said, no, not quite. I'm almost there. Like some of us, we do God the same way. We only want God when we want him. <laughs> Y'all with me? We only want God when we want him. Paul's been through these things. He's been persecuted. He's been beaten. He's been battered. He's been bruised. He's been thrown in jail. Come on, somebody. And he's still proclaiming Christ. Come on, somebody. We've all been through something. And I know you're struggling right now, but hear me. God can be there for you. All you got to do is surrender to him and let God be God in your life. It's that simple. But it's so complicated, Brother Earl. You just don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter how far you have gone. All that matters is you come to God. Amen. You know why? Because God loves you just the way you are. So how long, King Agrippa, are you going to continue to wait? How long are you going to sit in church and never move to the presence, never move to God? How long are you going to continue in a backslidden state? Come on, somebody. And never move to where God wants you to be. How long? When all you have to do is say, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. And I need to be saved by your grace. But Lord, I need to be changed. What are you waiting on? Because Agrippa missed his opportunity. King Agrippa missed his chance. Come on, somebody. Don't miss yours. Let me just say that sometimes we know what to do. But actually doing it is something, is something different, isn't it? But, which means this. If we know what to do and do it not, the Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and does it not is sin. So how long are you going to stay in your sin? How long are you going to stay within your issues? How long are you going to stay in that condition, in that state, when all you got to do is come find Jesus Christ here today? Once you accept him today, your life can be changed. Can you shout amen? amen. Once you are changed, guess what? I didn't say you weren't going to go through something. Because I promise you, after I got saved, I thought, well, this is good. I'm saved now. I'm good now. And the devil going to leave me alone? Yes, Lord. Guess surprise. Come on. I'm just now overcoming some things in my life that I had to overcome from my childhood. Y'all not shout with me. You can get quiet all you want. That's okay. But I struggled with some things from my childhood that I didn't even think I could overcome. In the past two years, I'm thankful and grateful I'm able to overcome those things. You know why? Because of my relationship with Christ. Yeah, I went through something. I went to hell and back. You know, I've lost everything that I've owned three different times and been homeless. Y'all not shouting. But praise God, God said I was going to give you a house. He gave me a house. I have a house. Come on, y'all ain't shouting with me. Come on. Well, y'all ain't hearing what I'm telling you this morning. God's been good. I've been through some things. 
But the thing is, God had to work on me to prepare me to where I'm at today. Because now if people are needing like you and you that are sitting here today, need some things that I've been through. You need to understand that I've overcome. You can overcome too. Ain't no better person that can help somebody that's been through something. Can you shout amen? You know, they always told me I never mount to anything that I couldn't get along with people, couldn't do anything that I never mount to nothing in life. Surprise. I know I'm good looking, ain't I? Ooh, thank you, Jesus. No, I'm kidding. My wife's shouting down there on the front row, amen. Come on. But to look at me, you wouldn't know I went through those things. Why? Because God restored things that I lost. I was able to take back what the devil has stolen in my life. Now I'm over to overcome those things. Can you say amen? amen? I'm able to achieve things I never thought I could achieve. I've taken a new, just a few weeks ago, uh, I was working for a company. It was a medical detox, and we was helping people detox and get people help with rehab and all that. And, and they came to us and said, we decided we're going to cancel your contract. Well, praise the Lord. I go on vacation, come back the next Monday, we'll cancel your contract. Hello, what good to see all y'all. Amen. Six weeks later, God placed me into a different job. Come on. Are y'all with me? I had to go through that six weeks yet. I didn't say it wasn't hard. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Excuse My wife can tell you, I don't like to sit still, and that's very hard to do. But God provided every single time in this past six weeks. We haven't done without. Y'all, come on. They ain't missed nothing. As you can tell, I ain't missed a meal. Hallelujah. Why? Because God has been with me. He didn't say you wasn't going to go through something. The reason why you keep going through those things over and over again, because you won't pass the test. And the reason why you won't pass the test because you're still holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness and hardships that you never let go of. I'm preaching good this morning. I'm preaching like Pastor Don says, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting in here this morning. Amen. He didn't say you wasn't going to go through something, but the reason why you got to go through those things so God can purify you. How are we tried? We're tried through fire. Don't you want to be a beautiful diamond for God? Come on, somebody. And the only way a diamond can be purified is through fire. If you can go through the process, you can't overcome. i never forget when I was trying to get my credentials with the assemblies of God. I had to go to a preacher that was our sectional presbyter. I had to go to him, and he didn't like my daddy. Come on. And I was telling the Lord all the way over, Lord, I don't even want to go over there. I don't even want to do those things. I went over to him. I had to go talk to him. You talking about being humble. He told me right off the bat, I don't like your daddy. Well, I said, I'm sorry. They lost my application three times. Y'all ain't shout me down. They lost my book stuff. When I do my curriculum and stuff from my Bible college, they lose my, my record, they lose my books, they give me the wrong books. Come on. I didn't want to go through that. I dreaded it. First time I did it, I quit. This time I had to go through it. Why? Because I had to learn the process. Come on. 
I don't care what people say about you. It doesn't matter what they say about you. It's what God says about you. Can you say oh man? And I don't care if you don't like my daddy. I got a bigger daddy can take care of everything. Can you say amen? Yeah, I had to go through that process, but yet I got my ordination. I had to go through people that I didn't even want to see. I had one pastor tell me, you'll never pastor that church. You'll never do this and you'll never do that. Guess what happened? They got voted out. Am I the only one in the building? Why? Because God showed up. God showed out. He did what he had to do. The whole time I just had to persevere and go through it. I didn't say it was going to be easy. It's the time to, for you to strap your boots, come to this altar and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I need to be changed. And say, God, I'm going to, no matter what it takes, I'm going to get to where you want me to go. I'm going to do what you've called me to do, and that's what I'm going to do. It means you're going to have to get some grit in your teeth. So how long, Agrippa. Are you going to continue to stay in the state you're in? How long are you going to continue to stay in the place that you're at? How long are you going to continue to stay in your sin? Well, you can repent, find Jesus, and allow Jesus to move in your life. So how long will it take? Guess what? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that things can change. Today is the day you're going to get saved. Today, today is the day you're going to get refilled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Today is the day you're going to get delivered and set free. Today is the day God's going to take that years of bondage off of you because God is going to change your life. Why? Because you're going to come to Jesus and your life is going to be changed. Who do you need this morning? Jesus. Who's the one that can change it? Jesus. Who's the only one that can redeem you? Jesus who's the only one can save you come on Jesus somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise but it's your time <laughs> today is your day today now is your time for things to change I may still love me this morning this is your moment do not miss your moment because the thing is I hate to tell you this how many has looked at the world outside how many has looked at the world outside come on somebody guess what my Bible says we're at the very last of the last time and listen I'm going to tell you this I'm not worried about it I don't have to store up food because my supplier is Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Are you with me? Yeah. I can't be worried about it. Because I know a lot of the saints of the older days. All they was, oh Lord. We made it this far. Just let's get home. Yeah. Jesus said occupy until I come. That means do something until I show up. Yeah. Come on. Lord I didn't know where that was coming from. That was good right there. Yeah. Yes. But hear me today. It can change for you. I would love for it to change for you. But you've got to want to change. Because the world is going nuts. But guess what? We're in the last days. Which means this. We don't have much time left. Why are you telling me that, Brother Earl? Because... I'd rather you get it today than to walk out of here and then God rapture the church happen and you miss it. 
I told you I'm going old time Pentecost today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because back in the days, we talking about, they used to tell us all the time, you better get right now. Because you can't even walk out that door without Jesus calling the rapture of the church and you miss it. Amen. Don't leave here today without really getting to know Jesus Christ. Because I do not want you to miss your opportunity. King of Agrippa, he missed it. But I do not want you to miss it. Why? We have work to do. Other people need you. Let me say it again. Other people need you. God loves you. And I would love God to change you so you can do what God has called you to do. But again, we can walk right out that door. You can get hit by a car. Get hit by a bus. Come on. And you have y'all seen the traffic out there? Amen. <laughs> get hit by a motorcycle. Amen. Hallelujah. And not make it. But if you'll find him now, guess what? You'll be ready then. And I'd rather you find him now than leave this place without him. Because your day's your day. I know you've been in church. You know what church is about. I did too. But until that day I knelt down in my house, my mom and dad's house, and asked Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I didn't really know who he was. But I'm thankful I know him now. And guess what? We'll be thankful when you know him too. Amen? Lord, I thank you and I praise you. I glorify your name because, God, you're worthy to be praised in this place. And I thank you, God, that we've come to your presence. And I thank you, Lord, for the word today, God, that we be changed. But, God, I pray, Lord, and I feel in my spirit strong today that, God, you've been convicting hearts and lives in this place. That, God, they really do not know you and they really want to find you. And I pray today that, God, that there will be no circumstances. Devil, I bind you up now in the name of Jesus. No thought, no hindrance, no nothing is going to stop them from coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ today in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that today salvation will come to those that are in this place who needs it, God. And I thank you and I praise you because, God, you're going to get the glory out of all this. So, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we move into your, into your altar service, that, God, that they would come running to your anointing. They come running to your altar and that they would truly repent and find Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life. And, God, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed and every eye closed.